1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
0: This is Lewis Art for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store. Forged Irish stout and ready to fight. Delighted to be joined with Andy Clark. We're here in Liverpool. The first big event of the year in the UK. Um, Natasha Jonas takes on Michaela Meyer. Looking forward to Saturday night, tomorrow night?
1: Yeah, very much so. Very much so. It's always good to be here. People say it all the time, but it's true. It's a really great fight city. And Jonas, I think, is... It's interesting that she's been away for a while. Last time she was here, she became a unified champion. Now she's back as a two-weight world champion. And I think the absence will just make the Liverpool crowd embrace her that bit more. And this is still the gateway to, to future big, big things for her because you look at that welterweight division and the belts are kind of spread around. There's potential for for trying to look to become an undisputed champion, I think, in, in this division for her. and Michaela Mayer will look at it exactly the same way. And they're two really good ambassadors for the sport, so they've been great all week. We were never going to get any beef out of these two. There was never going to be anything like that. But. I just do expect it to be a really good fight like, it's hard to see how it won't deliver
0: us a good fight. And when does it, is it even more interesting for someone like Michaela where she's coming up a lot in weight you know she's sort of mo- most of her campaign's been at super featherweight and we know that as she fought box was a world champion there so her coming up you know 70 I suppose quite a lot in weight up coming up to world weight it does sort of interesting on what her performance will be like.
1: Yeah, and you can't really know until you actually see her because, as you say, she was at one thirty then she stepped up and boxed at one three five against Lucy Wildhart, then one four two last time out, and now one four seven. and in a sense, you kind of wonder where it's going to end, but this is, this is, this is her maxing out. Uh, welterweight is, she's not going to go above that, and she looks great. Um, the only question would be is, with no headguard, with small gloves, Can she hold a shot from Jonas, who I think is a big puncher, one of the bigger punchers in female pro boxing? And and she'll say yes, obviously, but we don't really know until until we see it. But she feels like this is definitely an advantageous move for her, that physically she's much stronger. She's not having to train on that horrendous calorie deficit and all of that kind of thing. So she's confident, but she knows she's got a big, a big task ahead of her. But she's putting the pressure on herself because as she's been saying all week, if she doesn't win, then that closes some doors for her at the level she wants to be at. So I like the way she's gone about it. And her her coach, Coach Al Mitchell is, he's kind of talking up a war. I don't know whether that's a mental thing to try and get into Natasha's head a little bit, but he's been saying all week that that's what he thinks it'll be, that it'll be that, that dogfight where you get deep in it and it'll come down to who wants it more. But when you've got two-minute rounds, it's kind of always going to be like that to an extent because the pace is just, it's inevitably high.
0: And when it comes to someone like Natasha Jonas, it's no secret her age, um, do you feel like it's a case of as long as she keeps winning, she's going to keep fighting, or do you think that sort of the door may close? You know, potentially sometime this year, even.
1: I think as long as she keeps winning and keeps performing to a level that she's happy with, then she'll keep going. But I do think that in that division, you know, Jessica McCaskill's got the WBC and the WBA, and as far as I understand it, she's maybe a free agent at the minute, or she's kind of fight by fight. So that that could. You know, if, if Tasha wins, then that fight can maybe get made. Sandy Ryan's got the WBO, she's the match room. But I think at the minute, after a period where there was too much kind of inter-Nissan infighting in British boxing, I think with Eddie and Frank now working together on, on the Saudi cards and being forced to kind of get on and be nice to each other, I think the potential for collaboration now is better than it's been in the past. So Jonas, I think, will want to keep going just as long as she feels like she's able to perform to the level that she finds acceptable. And we'll, we'll see on Saturday. We'll see on Saturday whether she's still there or not, but I believe that
0: she will be. Well, I suppose you did touch on it. You said about sort of we see Eddie and Frank working together. We did see big news yesterday. Um, well, it sort of teased at the presser. And I suppose when his when, when excellent, he says something it does end up happening and yesterday we did see it it, uh, signed the five versus five of Eddie and Frank Um, something a little bit different and and something quite exciting would you say?
1: Yeah definitely definitely It's, it's I can't really remember anything like that happening before and when they said it at the press conference on Monday we spoke to Eddie afterwards and and Frank as well and I kind of tried to get a sense of whether they knew about that or whether it had been sprung on them I'm guessing they did know about it um, and that will be a really interesting night you know it's something a little bit different uh, I think people will really engage with it to an extent it's quite UK focused but it depends who's on the card and, and i think that the worldwide boxing fans will kind of buy into it because it's like a team thing i've always thought in boxing there's there's room for a team thing because in amateur boxing we had world series boxing which nobody ever really knew about but it was brilliant you had five fights um and you got a result on the night and it could be the start of a series you know they could get other promoters involved in it, they could say to top rank listen why don't you fight the winner you know they They put a lot of thought behind all of this stuff because they want it to keep going for the long term, so that idea of promotional houses squaring off against each other, again it's not something that's ever really happened in the past because there's too much politics involved, but if they could come in and essentially take that out of the sport at that level then who knows where this could go, I mean anybody's going to want to get involved in it aren't they?
0: When it comes to the five v five, I suppose it's a little bit putting you on the spot. What are some matchups that you do find intriguing when you, when, you know when you initially hear it? You know, out, I say outside of AJ Fury being the obvious one. Um, what are sort of matchups that you do, do find intriguing when you hear a five versus
1: five? Yeah, that is a good question. Um, I've not thought about this. I've not thought about this. So you might have to come back to me on that one. Okay, yeah. I need to give a bit more thought.
0: Yeah, That's completely fine, I suppose. that That's absolutely fine. Um, but also on another hand, um, and I think I've sort of briefly touched on it with you before when it comes to, you know, all the big fights happening in Saudi, it leaves domestically are a bit short. When we see something like this where they're UK, we, predominantly you'd imagine, you know, Queens, we have a lot of UK fighters, Matchroom have a lot of UK fighters. I understand that they have a pool in America as well. But is there worry that, you know, with, with these fights, we really, a 5v5 in England would be perfect? It's so like, they'd be really ideal, but we're sort of, um, the value of, of domestic fights in the UK is getting sort of shorter because it's getting taken Saudi Arabia as we see Mark Chamberlain versus Gavin Gwynn, and fights like that, like are we losing out with domestic?
1: Yeah that, that's a good question that and, and it's it, it is something that I think boxing fans will be thinking about, it's something that I've been thinking about. I don't think there's going to be that many of these cards per year and of course if you're a domestic fighter you want to get on these cards because of the, the the profile and rewards that are available and nobody would ever make any bones about that and nobody would ever begrudge anybody a slot on these cards for that you look at somebody like Gavin Gwynne who you mentioned who was who's worked hard to win that british title without any particular backing and now you know that perseverance has paid off and you, you do, you'd love to see that because there's not going to be so many of these cards i feel like it leaves domestic boxing in a in a healthy enough state and in a way it could mean that promoters can concentrate a bit more on the domestic cards and the domestic matchups because they know that that top end at the moment is going to be taken care of by somebody else the more promoters who get involved in this, the better. You know, it's Queensbury who started the whole thing off, um, and it's their it's their enterprise on the UK front more than anybody else's. Everybody else is doing it in association with them, as I understand it. You know, when Frank kind of lists the the promoters, it's it's Queensbury, then Seller, then Gold Star their at the minute and that's that's essentially the the order and, and you, you need you need to pay attention to those things because they're important you know that being said in the right order and I hope I did you say it in the right yeah. order it's important but, you know, Top Ranker obviously co-promotes Tyson Fury and they've got a lot of good fighters and they'll be thinking to themselves, okay, we don't want to di- dilute our domestic shows, but at the same time, we've got guys who will want to box on these cars. Jalolov's one of their guys and he's on he's on the Fury Usyk undercard, I think, isn't he? Um, and promoters everywhere. You know, that's why when at the press conference the other day, that question was directed towards Turkey um, Al Sheikh about Oscar de la Hoya, you do feel like that's a, Kind of a foolish thing to say if, if you're a promoter of a of a major outfit because you don't want to be you don't want to be standing on the platform waving goodbye to this train, do you? You don't you don't want to be in that position.
0: Yeah. Definitely, and I suppose we'll talk about the press conference on Monday. Anthony Joshua sort of squared up against Ngannou. They sort of sized each other up. Um sort of, what did you make of the press conference and going into the fight?
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I, I'd never met Ngarnou before the end of October, um, going over to, to work on that one and you do some background but you don't really get a sense of what somebody's about. I think he's a great addition, he's got a great story, he's got that big star kind of vibe about him, you know he's impressive isn't he and we all know what he did in the ring which kind of is intriguing all of us is to see what he can do against Joshua and I've seen some criticism of it, I've seen Lennox Lewis isn't particularly a fan of it and you know you 're always going to listen to anything he says and give him his, his due respect but at the same time because people are now boxing regularly firstly and Garney's performance against fury sets him up as being a legitimate fight for anybody in the top ten and secondly this isn't really holding anything up it's It was supposed to be Wilder, but Wilder lost, so they can't do that. So then it's a question of, well, what do we do? And the easy thing would have been for Joshua to think, okay, well, I'll just take March off, but he's not. And that's got to be a good thing, because after he's had that fight... Anthony will have boxed four times in quite comfortably less than 12 months. Before he was the champion, basically, before he was the champion. And that's that's where we are now, and that's how this is different, because making more than two fights a year for a a world champion, particularly when he was a unified world champion, politically is very, very difficult to do. It's very difficult to do uh, for broadcast network reasons and lots of other reasons. But now it seems possible. Look at Parker.
0: Like, Parker's going to fight, you know, he's, he's, he's fighting every few weeks, it feels like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and definitely, and I suppose, you know, sticking on the topic of Saudi Arabia, um, won't say it too loud because we're in Liverpool, but last week we did see Artur you know, putting a really, really destructive display against Callum Smith. Um, another thing Turkey, Al Sheik, did say at the at the press conference, you know, we want to see Viterbiyev versus Bivol. It's sort of one of them ones where you're either on one side, you're either on the other side. Um, or, you know, you're going to flip-flop in between. It's a real, real 50-50 fight, 50-50 fight between Biterbiev and Bivol. Um, I suppose when are trying to take recency bias out of that equation, how do you think a fight between Biterbiev and Bivol would go? I mean,
1: I make I make better Biterbiev the favourite just because when I've seen him, I've been more impressed by him than I have been by Bivol. Yeah. That's quite a basic... Way to judge them, but but I, I have been. Bivol is one of these guys, though. I think the better the opponent, the better he will be. He'll he'll raise his game. But I just think that power that he's got, better is, is is freakish, really. But again, you know, it's something we all want to see, and it's proven up until this point not to be capable of getting done. Nobody's been able to get it done, so. I think they're looking at June or July. I think better be well, it's a bit more time after Ramadan than June. But again, we're going to, that's another fight we're going to get. And, and like I say, it's one that they've had plenty of time to do it and it hasn't proved really possible.
0: Absolutely. Andy, just want to say thank you for taking time to speak to me. Really, really. Always good to catch up with you and really, really appreciate it. And yeah, enjoy the rest of Liverpool and enjoy tomorrow night, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.